Hey everyone, my online course on the rehabilitation of the fitness athlete with Dan Pope is on sale this week. If you want to work with higher level fitness athletes and help people get back into the gym after an injury, this is the course for you. Head to MikeRandall.com slash fitathlete to learn more and sign up this week. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show, we talk about some career advice on how to deal with management that's trying to force you into doing different treatments or different styles of treating. And then we talk about making the transition from inpatient to outpatient. The Ask Mike Reynolds Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. I am here with Mike Skidido, Dave Tilly, Dan Pope, Lenny Macrina. We are at Champion PT and Performance. Can everybody try an Elsit right now and see who cramps first? I don't know what an Elsit is. That's an Elsit? I don't know. I'm cramping! I can't extend my knees that far. Pope just crushed his. You guys have that good of hamstring flexibility? Yeah. All right, we haven't even gone to the episode yet. Let's toe touch test. Who can touch their toes? Let me see it. Nothing. Look at Dave. I'm gonna stand really close, Mike. That's weird. Yeah. Boom. Everybody. So Lenny and I have no. All right, this is like such a clear. <laughs> who's athletically fit and who's not fit? So Lenny and I. Have Lenny's no, a long-legged gal. Lenny and I have no chance. Mike long and Dan pelvis. have pretty good like short glutes, lunch <laughs> Yeah, Dave's a mess. Yeah, that was an old question, right? Yeah. yeah awesome. I read that question. All right. What are we talking about? Oh yeah, the podcast. We're doing a podcast. Awesome. Good. Len, who do we have for students today? We today we have Shelly Anderson do from the University of Augusta, Georgia, within the southeast region of the United States of America. And we have Cameron McDonald from the University of Rhode Island Rams. Go Rams. Go Rams. And uh, via Massachusetts. He's actually a Massachusetts resident Big from guy. Bridgewater Rainham. Pronounced Rainham. You get you get personal on this one, yeah. Right? yeah. Which is so he likes long walks on the beach. Look up, look up Cam McDonald on Facebook. He wants to be a friend. He will accept friends. <laughs> that got super awkward. I like it. Yeah. Anyway, right, who's up first on this one? We have Glenn from Calgary. Hey, Mike and team. What are your recommendations for a young therapist who are pressured by management to attain more sessions out of clients by providing manual therapy services over education and home exercises that would already be sufficient for recovery? Oh, that was, I, 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 I don't know why. I felt like more was coming. All right, so, I, man, that's a good question. I, I hear this quite a bit. So this is, you said a young therapist. Is that, did they start with it? So young therapist in a clinic feeling pressured that management is trying to get them to see more people? Do more manual therapy. Do, do more, more therapy. Uh, do, yeah, Instead so, of like home programs. So sounds more unit-based versus stuff like that. So essentially, look, the pressure of working for a business, right? And in an outpatient orthopedic, you know, kind of clinic. So look, I'm always looking for questions that'll give Dave an opportunity to bash his former employer. <laughs> so we're <laughs> kidding. So I don't look, you guys have been in the, the window. <laughs> <laughs> so we've all been in situations 
except for mine, that, that where we've, um, we've been in these high pressure situations where you got to like see more, you got to see more. Um, I, let's talk about it a little bit, right? Because there are pros and cons. I mean, I don't want to say that you have to act that way or you have to do that way. I think there's a balance, right? And, and I don't want to start th- this off wrong by going down the business route, but just realize there are a lot of expenses in running a business, right? So before you immediately criticize your boss, take a step back and think, are they trying to tell you to be more hands-on because they think that's best for the person or are they truly just trying to make more money? And you gotta be careful with that, right? Because I think sometimes you immediately get cynical and think like, man, they're trying to get me to build more units and stuff when maybe they're watching you as a clinician and thinking you're not hands-on enough and that people are leaving your treatment sessions and feeling unfulfilled or that they didn't get a good treatment session. So I would look yourself in the mirror first before you immediately blame that you feel being pressured into this, right? From a business perspective, look, especially if you're in like a big metro city and they're like, look, there's rent, right? There's like a lot of expenses in here. You do have to balance the business a little bit with that. But I'm not saying you have to do anything unethical or anything like that. We've never treated that way and we'd never ever recommend you do that way. But I was just saying is like, just take a step back and think from their perspective too. Now, that being said, you shouldn't be pressured to do things that are inappropriate, right? So you guys have dealt with this in a little bit past. What do we have for advice on this? Like, I I guess I just wanted to get it off my chest that the advice is maybe you're being cynical about this, right? Because I think a lot of times people get a little bit overly, you know, into this, like, oh, I feel like I'm pressured into that versus just like learning that, like, look, you know, there's, there's more to this than you have to realize. Um, if you are getting pressured in a wrong way to do things that you don't feel is appropriate, what do we have for recommendations for these people? Okay. Cause that's the real question here. Dave, I, you want to start? I would say that it comes down to, is it like that's the system at your place and that's how you treat people? It's like you get some manual, you get some exercise and stuff. If that's the case, then it's probably just going along with the flow of treatment. But the issue comes up when you feel like you're getting forced into a certain type of treatment and you don't agree with that like morally. Like you're like, this person doesn't need a lot of visits. They'd be fine on their own with a home right. program that can see them once every two weeks. And they're saying like, no, it needs to be two to three times a week. You have to do manuals and stuff. So if that's the situation, I always try to tell people now that like the best thing to do is have an honest conversation in private it with your boss or whoever your management person is and say like listen I I don't think that these people need all the hands-on work that we're giving them like I think they're better off on a home program or a once week program and the hope is that by doing good work they refer more people to you or when they get hurt down the road or if something pops up you're the first person that they go to so maybe in the short term you're not going to make a ton of money but a long-term branding and business point of view it's good and I think that's what we've had here it's like right. we're honest people like sometimes people come in and they have like acute issues and you're like all right you just need a couple weeks like I'd see you once next week but you don't need to be here three times a week and a home program's fine and down the road they refer somebody or they bring their their son or daughter sometimes or something like that so I think that's a conversation you have to have with your manager and take it again the worst thing you can do is be like resentful about it in your clinic and like during treatment that's inappropriate you shouldn't be like that like you know kind of fussy about it have a separate conversation when it's not in the public I think that that's a good so that's a good first tip right there is have a conversation with management right because I think that actually fits well with I said what I said is maybe management is going to have some feedback for you that is clinically based like maybe they do think you are providing substandard clinical care and you're just perceiving it as oh they're just trying to make me make more money that's what I kind of wanted to get across and I think that's a, that's a great first tip is have a talk with management and figure out where, where this is really coming from right because my, look I'm sure there's a lot of jerks out there and there's a lot of bad business people out there but I, those people don't last right those systems don't last those clinics don't last right so you know I, maybe I'm just trying to give them benefit of the doubt that they're not doing 
doing it unethically, right? And, and that there may be a reason. But what do you guys got? I'll say something a little bit. Um, I think it's important to understand the billing system a little bit, you know? And like, I know Lenny can speak to this a lot because he was a manager for a while, but this was important for me too. Um, partially because you're, you're trying to be a good employee for the company, right? And like, first and foremost, it's a, it's a business. And I think as a physical therapist, you want to help everyone. So you come out thinking that, you know, you're bleeding heart and then you forget the whole aspect that people are running a business and they're also trying to, you know, put food on the table for the kids. <clears throat> what I will say is that, at least for me, manual therapy in the state of Colorado was not the highest paying billable unit. That was Therex. <laughs> yeah, manual therapy is the worst, right? <laughs> yeah. Plus you have to be one-on-one -on -one with the patient while you're doing that. I mean, yeah. you could very easily just go ahead and do more therapeutic activities, therapeutic exercise, and then get more units that way. Yeah, that's really what you want, right. you know? Um, the other thing I will say, and you know, I think this is a great opportunity to educate people. If you do your manual therapies while you educate them, then afterwards have them do more exercise, you can probably end up building more units for that session anyway. You right. know? So if you can make it work from that perspective, I guess you can make the argument that um, people don't need any manual therapies, then maybe that's what you're getting at, and people are overusing the manual stuff. Um, but, I mean, it's a great time to educate people as well. You can talk to them while you're touching them. Yeah, and I, I would say, like, look, our model here at Champion is we do do a lot of manual therapy, and we combine it with a lot of things. We never do it in isolation, and we don't think you should either, right? But we definitely think manual therapy helps our people get better faster. Right, so I mean, we think that way. So, like, you know, perhaps maybe that's part of this here. Maybe you're, uh, as a young clinician, you're disbelieving the whole concept of—is that a word? Disbelief. Sure. Uh, you're not believing the um, disbeliefful. This disbelief. <laughs> the disbeliefulness. That's uh, that's good. You know, you know, like maybe you're a little down on manual therapy because you haven't seen how it works in the clinical setting just yet, and that it's not going to be always backed up by a randomized control trial. That you may have to see that it may allow you to either connect with the person more, which will allow them to absorb your education more, right? To get a better rapport with the person, right? Like there's lots of other benefits, you know, of helping somebody feel better initially acutely to get to that point you want to give them to the long-term education and home exercises and stuff like that. So, you know, again, maybe maybe that's part of it is you're, maybe you're a little anti-manual therapy because you think it's ineffective and when they're asking you to do more, again, this goes back down to a conversation, I think, right? So, uh, all right, so what do you do? You find you have a conversation, and they're like, no, I, I don't care about the, the patients. We need to make more money. You're not generating enough <laughs> revenue, right? Which is weird, right? Because in the PT world, in most places, you expect a salary, right? And you expect to get paid that salary, whether or not you produce revenue or not, right? You expect that, right? So in exchange, your boss is saying, hey, you're not producing enough, enough revenue. Now, what if they do say then that is it? What do you get for... So meaning like we tried to say maybe there's a better reason <laughs> that they're doing that. Yeah. What if it is the worst because that happens and it is there. What do you do? Mike, what would you do if you were there, somebody was forcing you into doing things that you thought were inappropriate? Uh, I guess I would start to look elsewhere for, for another job. <laughs> and I'd probably right. consider my options and, and start looking in within my network of people that I know to try and find a place that aligned with the values that I have. Um, and we're within like my moral construct, I guess. So I try to find a clinic that had a culture and a philosophy that was more yeah, in line with what I wanted at a place that I work at. I, and that's great advice, right? Is look, you have a job. It's always easier to find a job when you have a job. 
right? So just start looking, right? I start, quit right there. Yeah, 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 you can't. I mean, you can't. I mean, you're like one year out of school and you're disagreeing <laughs> with your boss and quitting. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, 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 but start looking around, and you know what you're gonna do is you probably picked this clinic for some reason, like you thought it was good for A, B, and C, but you didn't realize that X, Y, and Z were there, right? Now you've learned, right? And take that as knowledge. You've learned what you value in an employer and what you value in a clinical setting, and then perhaps start seeking that out. Ask around where you find, right? I think that's your that's your interview question when they say any questions for us when they're interviewing you say how, how do you guys deal with billing and the pressures on the on the staff like that's your next interview question <laughs> oh my god <laughs> not hired they don't hire you then, then maybe that's not a good fit for you but I definitely agree with Dan that um, you know if it sounds like you want more patient education and exercise awesome build that and you'll get reimbursed more and your boss will be extremely happy because it sounds like you, you're kind of I don't want to say you're an anti-manual therapy you just don't see the value of it so Get the education, get the Therax, and you'll make more money for your boss and make him or her happier. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess I guess the biggest thing is that I'm, I'm taking this question and thinking that there's just a miscommunication. I'm not thinking the worst. I'm not right. thinking that they're doing anything wrong. If they're doing something wrong, then by all means, get the heck out of there, right? Get the heck out of there and make sure nobody else that you know ever goes and works that place. And you know what? That place isn't going to survive. Yeah. They're not going to survive, you know? And that's, we, you know why we survive here and why we do good is we just, just do the right thing. Do what the person needs. If the person needs manual therapy, give it to them. If they don't, don't give it to them. If they don't, if they need to come in three times a week, go for it. If they need to just check in once a month, go for it. Just do what's right, and that will reap rewards for you forever, right? And then, and you'll go to bed, you'll sleep well, like you know what I mean. It's just that's that's how you have to to think about it. Anyone that focuses on the revenue is focusing on the wrong thing, and that it's not going to go well in the long run, right? So awesome, good job, Dave. Thank you. Really held it back and. Didn't name any names or anything. That was good. So that was perfect. <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> awesome. But hey, thanks. I'm just grateful that I have you guys now. Oh, wait a minute. Do we have another question? We do, yeah. We have one, we have one more question. Hey. Let's go. Lots to rest. All right. So we have Jules from Denver. I started my career in outpatient and have spent the past several years working in inpatient settings. I would like to re-enter the outpatient side of the field. Do you guys have any suggestions or recommendations for courses, certifications, books, etc., to get up to date, refresh my manual skills, and be taken seriously as I look for an outpatient job? Well, that was a dark side. That, that was a lot of. Uh, I like that. Be taken seriously, man. Switching from out from inpatient to outpatient, like later in your career. I mean, I get, I get how that could be. That could be a lot. What would, what would be the first thing you'd recommend them? Let's let's let's, let's all give them one thing you'd recommend, maybe. Like that they do because they, you know there's a lot to, when you haven't been an outpatient for a while it seems daunting right my best advice is find some friends who have cranky shoulders or knees and just start revisiting like free consultations and just getting your reps in because you do not want to start like in the clinic with people paying you when you haven't done it in a while so just like find friends find like people that you can kind of just do some tests on run into val on and just like get your brain over to the left side again from like you know, lab values and stuff to like orthopedic tests and yeah. movement screens. Study a little, yeah. study a little bit. Yeah. Like take it like joint by joint, yeah. right? And kind of and kind of practice on people. I think yeah. that's a good one, right? Because yeah. look, there's like this ever growing list of like special tests and exam things to do like that. And look, you don't have the experience in outpatient to know what does and doesn't work. So you're starting like a new grad where like you have to kind of do a little bit of everything and then figure out that path. So I like that. So practice, study a little bit. Um, and who wants to go next? Let's say shadow a PT that you trust that you has had good, uh, you know, uh, just sounds like they, they know what they're doing in, in your area, and you trust them, and uh, get 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 in their head a little, and then see what they're doing for treatment, and then maybe try to seek out, you know, some online stuff. 
uh, like, you know, we got some stuff, Mike's got stuff on his website, uh, the knee course that him and I have, the shoulder course. I think if you can apply stuff that you're seeing in a clinic that maybe not you're doing, you're not doing it, but you're seeing it done by another therapist just because you need that beginning and then you could take a course on it online or in person, yeah. you know, and I think that's like two worlds colliding where you're seeing it actual and then you can do the online stuff to kind of put it with the person that's being treated. I know? like that. That's almost like taking stock in like on what you feel comfortable in and you're set, and you start practice, you start seeing it and you're like, all right, I feel okay with the shoulder, but man, the knee scares me and I know I'm going to see a lot of knees. Great. Seek out some content for that. I think that's good. Like find a specific thing. So yeah. Dan, uh, I think I think it helped out a lot. I, I really like your point about how like you're switching from this area of inpatient or outpatient. It's kind of like being a new grad again, right? Um, the thing that really helped me out initially is that yeah, I, I, I saw a ton of patients. I really know what to do, but every time you have a patient, yeah, no idea. Mess them up totally. Uh, but that night, you can just do some research and figure it out, and then cater your continuing education towards what you're seeing. You know, like, who, what's your population like? You have no idea what you're, yeah. what you're getting into. Um, if you know, then yeah, obviously take some continuing education for the thing that you don't feel um, comfortable with. But then once you start getting involved, you have some weird surgical stuff. Like you see a total ankle and you're like, I don't know what to do with that. Then you go look up how to treat a total ankle and try to figure it out along the way. I like it. That's that's perfect. It's like each night, just reflect back, right? You can do two things each night, right? You can think about, you know, do some research on the person in front of you. So that way, if you did feel uncomfortable, right? Like, oh man, I didn't know what to look at on this. Well, figure it out tonight. So that way you go in there tomorrow comfortable, right? And it's like, just like, oh, I forgot to do that. That's fine. You'll make it up tomorrow. No big deal. Everybody feels uncomfortable at the beginning, right? You guys feel uncomfortable? You nervous to see some people? Right. Everybody does. It's it's harder when you're 10 years into your career because you think you're beyond that phase and then you start over and you do it again. But if we went to inpatient, we would be completely uncomfortable. Can you take blood pressure right now? You probably could. I can't blood pressure. You know what I mean? My blood cell count. Come Mike, what do you got? What's your, uh, what's your recommendation? Um, I'd probably say, like, from a clinical standpoint, you probably want to get more comfortable assessing movement. I don't think you do a ton of, of that in, uh, like, global movement patterns in inpatient. Um, and then probably familiar, familiarizing yourself with, like, uh, how to load up certain areas of the body. So applying, like, load over time and, and, and stuff like that. Um, I guess that would be the big difference. You're going more from... Um, like a medical-based inpatient PT where you're deciding on whether they can go home or not to, you know, potentially trying to get someone back into the, into the field of play. So assessing movement and then figuring out how to load the person over time. That's a good point, right? Because that's something you yeah. never do Walking in the inpatient. hallway when you're in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, you, don't, you don't work on <laughs> those, like, end, end phase, like, loading things. You try to get them, like, back to, like, that baseline. That's good. And then I, I guess I, I, I would just add, I go, you know, don't go work in a clinic by yourself right away or with like one other person that's never around try to fill yourself around with like some teammates right and it's kind of similar to like you know what a couple other people said but like work in a place where everybody's kind of learning and growing and you can just bounce ideas off people i think that would be my big one so awesome all right great episode thanks so much some good career advice hopefully that helped for some of you guys head to mikerinald.com click on that podcast link and you can ask us some more questions and be sure to head to itunes spotify rate review and subscribe and we'll keep doing these episodes for you take care thanks so much for listening to the podcast if you have a question you'd like us to answer head to mikerinald.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeReynolds.com. 
There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.